Hello, my name's Sam Webster, and in the next five minutes, I'm going to try and introduce the anatomy of the musculoskeletal system. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. There we go. Um, you could split these two up, couldn't you? But that would be cheating. Really, the muscles and the bones kind of go together because they work together. We should look at the skeletal muscles, cardiac muscles, smooth muscle, and we should think about the bones and maybe a little bit more connective tissue. But I'll try not to go off on a tangent about cartilage, which is one of my favourite things. Right, let's do that in reverse then. Bone first. Uh, what are the functions of bone? Well, the obvious ones are movement, which is really important to survival of an animal, and also mechanical support and protection. Uh, protects your insides. But there are two other probably even more important functions of bone that kind of get skipped over. One is the storage of minerals, mainly calcium and phosphate. Now, calcium and phosphate and other bits and bobs are vital for basic cell function, which means they are vital for life, that being what vital means, right? Um, and the other thing is that inside bones is blood and the cells that are producing the cells of blood, that is, hematopoietic stem cells. So the cells of your blood are made within bone, and that means that the immune system cells are made within bone. So bone is absolutely crucial. Um, it's not a brittle dead thing. We only see it as a brittle thing after death, once it's dried out. Inside you is a tough, soft living tissue with a very rich blood supply which explains why it heals quite well if you fracture it it responds to load like a muscle if you load a bone it will get bigger and stronger um, and the cells of bone are osteoblasts osteocytes and osteoclasts which no doubt we will spend a lot of time talking about in the future um, now if we look at a bone we find around the outside there's a very dense shell which is the compact bone or the cortical bone. That's why the bone looks kind of smooth and hard. And if we cut the bone open and look inside, we find a scaffold of trabecular or cancellus or spongy bone on the inside. Guess why it's called spongy bone? Um, and that gives the bone strength and weight and it can modify itself so it's strong in the way that it needs to be strong, but not too heavy. And most of that bone is made up of those cells that we talked of earlier and mineralized type 1 collagen. Oh, another topic for another podcast. Now, muscle. Well, muscle is also mostly about movement. Some of the movements you know about and some of the movements you aren't aware of, but are happening all the time inside you. They give support. They hold your insides inside. Just think of your abdominal wall, right? And they give you shape and they give you stability and they move bones, um, but they also move other things. So some you can control by thinking about it, and some you can't. And some muscle is stripy, and some isn't. If we take skeletal muscle, that's the muscle that you can control. These are muscles that are normally moving bones and helping you move around. And skeletal muscle is made up of long, contractile cells that that you can consciously contract. If we look at this muscle under a very high power microscope, we can see that these cells are striated, they're stripy. And what we see there is we see the myofibrils, the tiny fibers inside the myocyte, that's the muscle cell. And those myofibrils, actin and myosin, can walk along one another to change the length of the myofibril and therefore of the cell. Um, and now here's the thing. They need calcium to contract. No calcium, no contraction. We were talking about calcium just now in bone, weren't we? 
Some muscles are incredibly powerful. Think about your quadriceps and what have you. You can lift your entire body weight. And some are tiny. There's, there's a couple of tiny muscles in the ear. Um, and they need energy for this contraction as well. Connective tissue holds all of these muscle cells together, becomes a tendon at the end to usually attach the muscle to a bone. Cardiac muscle is also stripy. The cells are shorter, interconnected, all work together. And these are cells that can never, ever rest. Um, they're in the myocardium layer of the heart. And this is involuntary. You can't choose to contract or not contract these cells. Smooth muscle is not stripy. These are short cells under autonomic control. So you can't consciously control these either. And we tend to find them around tubes, around blood vessels to control flow. Um, so if you're hot... The muscles contract less, more blood flows to your skin, you lose heat, you go red. If you're cold, the cells contract, there's less blood going to your skin, you stay warmer. They also do go around the gastrointestinal tract to push the contents along. You see them in the eye to change the shape of the lens and the size of the pupil, to make your hair stand on end and that sort of thing. They're also very good at sphincters. Oh, there we go. Time's up. That is an introduction to the musculoskeletal system, and we will return to many of those topics in the future. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs>